Hello and welcome to this week's Q&A. I have Chelsea tuning in from Bali. Hello, I'm going to be back in a few days. So, so I'm going to be back in the cold with everyone um, in case everyone's fed up of, of the, the sunglasses and the, the stories of my, my cheap hotel deals. <laughs> We're definitely not fed up of it. I think we've all been living through you for the last six weeks, but I'm not going to lie. I'm excited to have you home um, because I miss you. Uh, I so let's miss get you. you back. <laughs> um, but on that note, it has been a bit miserable. And obviously the seasons have turned very quickly and people are suffering a little bit with um, some SADS, um, some seasonal affective disorder and um, some illness as well. So we've got um, Samantha who asked how to manage illness on the plan and Rachel who said dealing with sickness when on a program. I know I couldn't work out or walk the mental power it took to not eat badly too. Um, so on this point a lot of people have been uh, suffering over the last couple of weeks and I would say what is in your control at this stage, if you're too poorly to work out, then don't push it. You know, a couple of missed workouts really isn't going to make or break your progress. What is going to make or break your progress is if you then throw it all in the effort bucket and you say, right, in for a penny, in for a pound, I'm going to just go for it. I'm going to binge. I'm going to eat every, all the comfort foods that make me feel better in that moment. Um, but actually, they are going to be the things that interfere with your progress long term. Um, so think about how you can nourish your body in this time. How can you make yourself feel better? How many vegetables, how many vitamins, minerals, how can you use food as your medicine um, at this time? Um that would be one of my that would be one of my top tips uh, that is something that you can control how about you Charles what do you think about this yeah I completely agree of course I agree with you but also um knowing that you're not going to ruin everything um if you are sick and just understand that and that's what this program will help you with and even if it's like just moving your body slowly and listening to it and you know you're not going to be hitting pbs you're not going to be having the best workouts and we don't need you to like suffer through it you know some people are like i really push through it's not you don't need to just like even if you're going for some walks and getting back getting like recovering is your priority so sleeping drinking water if it means you're not hitting your protein target because you're like i can't even like stomach eating certain things then that's okay too you know just as we keep saying something's better than nothing so just know that you're on route to recovery and and yeah i think that's covered it yeah okay and then we had a really great talking point from cara how to deal with other people's comments getting in your head. I met a friend of mine the other day and the first comment I got from her was, oh God, you're falling away. I thought, oh great, people are starting to notice changes. She then went on to say that I was silly to be losing weight and that I was fine the way I was. I tried to explain why I was doing what I was doing and she was having none of it kept saying how I didn't need to lose weight. I'd only get bulky from lifting weights and I was being silly doing these things, especially as my wedding is coming up. I know that what she was saying is untrue, but it really annoyed me. I've had a few experiences over the years of people having opinions and making comments like that. And sometimes it gets to me and is very annoying and frustrating. Any tips on how to deal with it? Um, so we were really... <laughs> 
we yeah we were really (laughs) fired up by this comment yeah and um but yeah Charles has got some good uh points on this one so I'll, I'll hand this way over to you yeah, I I was so angry when I read this comment because I've had that before where people will be like, is that a com- like, are you trying to give me a compliment? Like, I feel really good right now. And can you not say, wow, you look good or something? Like, don't you think that? So I'm like, oh, come on, say something yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, and you'd never ever, would you ever, unless you're a complete dick, would you ever meet a friend <laughs> and say, God, you've put on a bit of weight? <gasps> no. Can you imagine? Like, you would never do that. And so, like, the audacity to tell someone that they they look bad because they've lost weight, it's just so rude. Yeah, it is so rude. So I've put together a little little checklist um, to, to help you through this. So number one, I would say, are you underweight? And, like, are you obsessed with exercise? Are you obsessed with clean eating? Is that becoming your life? If the answer is yes to that, then maybe, like, we have to look into a few things. Firstly, we wouldn't put somebody on a on a fat loss plan if that was the case. Um, so, so if if your answer is, is no to all of those things, then it's okay to be on our program because our program is a very healthy um, plan, which hopefully is going to make you feel incredible, eat more fruit, eat more veg, move more, feel sexy, love it, all of those things. And um, has your friend asked you what you're actually doing? Or they just come to the conclusion that what you're doing is unhealthy. Um, and what's their relationship with food and exercise like? Because I can guarantee 99% of people that don't have something nice to say, it's always going to come from a base where it, they probably wish that they could train or move or eat healthily, to be honest. Um, and then I would say that know in your head what your goal is and and think in your head am I improving my life um am I eating healthy foods am I eating you know vegetables am I moving am I feeling more confident um and if you are then I say take my road and just say oh well maybe you don't understand what I'm doing and oh I don't know do you think that's that's a good answer yeah, fantastic points. And I just think so many people are going to resonate with this. And um, just n- know that you're staying in your own lane. And people can project their insecurities as much as they like, but you're doing something for you, probably for the first time in years. And, um, you know, kudos to you for giving yourself that opportunity to do it. So, yep. Yeah. Great. Hold on, I've had one, okay. one last thing to say about it. Sorry that you can tell that. Yeah, go on. I just want to say as well, exercising and eating healthy is a good thing. Like we're in this diet where this is now seen as being restrictive. And I'm like, this is madness. Like we have to understand that this is good for us. <laughs> yeah. Okay, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Okay. Tori. Can you strain muscles between your fingers? Not sure if it's the weight, but the spot between my first finger and my big knuckle is absolutely killing me. Um, I don't know. I can't say I've ever experienced this. What I would say, Tori, is that if it is swollen and sore, then just get some ice on it. Um, just bring down that swelling and then work out if it's a particular movement that you're doing that's hurting it. Maybe use some straps. Um, second part of her question is food. I struggle eating three meals only. 
Are there benefits of sticking to three big meals versus grazing or does it not really matter? I've found smaller meals with a few more snacks around seems to work better for me. But then I read stuff about giving your guts a break with more time between eating being better. Um, I would actually say with this, like, don't sweat the small stuff um, into and just eat obviously how you like, but also be um, conscious that you're eating. If you're grazing all day, are you eating good food or are you just grazing on rubbish? Are you actually getting full up? Um, so, so there's a few things. I actually think that sticking to three months a day and a snack is much easier and simpler, don't you? Yeah, I suppose anecdotally, if we look at the hundreds of women that we've worked with, I have yet to find a woman that doesn't, that snacks all day and doesn't struggle to lose weight. It's a lot harder to control your calorie consumption when all day you're picking. And it's because mentally you're never full. You're always thinking like, oh, I'm just going to have a little bit here and a little bit there. I'm picking. I'm like a bird. Um, I do I do understand like sometimes people can't have big meals because it makes them feel too like sick or too full. Um, but then I would look at like your, I would maybe look at the, foods that you're eating um and see whether you can pinpoint what it is that's making you feel bloated or stodgy after a meal and try and work out how to make some swaps there um so long long story short Tori it doesn't matter as long as you're staying within your calories then that's fine and if it's working for you you do you. What I would say is we see much better results with people that have three meals a day with one snack. Yeah. Caroline, how to deal with emotional eating has been very anxious, anxious, stressful few weeks. And I have to admit, I turned to chocolate comfort. I feel like I can get a hold of it now and I'm not going to beat myself up about it other than just get back on plan as soon as possible. Do you have any tips of what I can do differently in the moment? This is a really good question. A lot of people are emotional eaters. I am. I know. It's such a good one. I had a really good chat with um, Laura in the week, actually, because she was having the same thing with biscuits. And one thing I recommended to her is to try and create a barrier um, to introduce that pause. In the first podcast that we ever released, I talked about a halt method Um which was trying to assess why you were going to grab a snack. Are you hungry? Are you angry? Are you uh, lonely? Or are you tired? And I think that is the emotional eating component to this. It's kind of thinking and reflecting about why you are leaning on food as a crutch. So can you add a barrier to create a pause so you can think through those things? And that barrier might be if you've got like a larder or a big pantry, can you put your biscuit tin or your chocolate behind all of your cans and your tins? So that if you're going to reach for it, it's not easily accessible to you. You have to physically make the decision to lean over to put yourself out to get this out of the out of the cupboard. And that moment alone requires you to make the decision, yeah, I'm going to do this, rather than 
just thinking it's there, it's accessible, it's going to give me a quick fix, dopamine is going to hit me, I'm going to feel better in a minute. Um, creating that pause can sometimes help. That would be my best advice for emotional eating. Yeah, and also just realizing that it's not just going to suddenly stop, like this is something that happens. Um, so just being aware of that and noticing it is really, really good to set yourself up and then give yourself the halt. It, halt. It's the, the halt, the halt. The halt. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like I just think that really like just having that being mindful. I think sometimes when that happens, if you are an emotional eater, it's like you've eaten a chocolate bar before you've even realised. It's like you're not even realising what you're doing. It's um, interesting. But I love that halt method. I forgot about that actually, Maz. Yeah, it just came to me then as we were talking about it. Yeah, oh my God, I um, love it. Okay, uh, we've got Amelia. Maintenance question. Sorry. Why are you sorry? Don't be sorry. When should we start to see muscle growth slash results? Is it more of a long-term process? Um, would Okay, that's the first bit. Mans, you go for it. Yeah, so um, Amelia, because you are, you're quite a lean individual, you don't have a lot of body fat. Um, so now you're at that really nice stage, we're at maintenance and tr- we're trying to build some muscle. And it will take time. It takes time. It takes consistency. I can't give you a timeline because everyone's different. Everybody's body metabolic rate works completely differently. Um, but you're doing everything right. You're eating at maintenance. So to build sufficient muscle when you're lean, you need to be eating at maintenance or in a slight surplus um, so that you've got enough energy to stimulate that muscle when you're training hard in the gym. Um, If you're overweight and you've still got a lot of fat to lose, you can absolutely still build muscle during that time because you have excess energy um, store. But um, so, Amelia, I know it's it's patience right now and it's getting you to fall in love with the process. You already are. You're making huge strides in the gym. And it might be that in six months, you'll take a photo and be like, whoa, look at me. Or it might be that in a year, you might take a photo and think, thank God I stuck with this and committed to this. It's not a quick fix. It's not going to be overnight. Um which actually makes us laugh about why people think they're going to get so bulky because now you're in that stage where you're like, I want to build a muscle and I want to see it. I'm working really hard. And yeah, it doesn't happen overnight, but it will happen for you. So please stick with it. Um, You also asked, would it be interesting to know how your different phases in your menstrual cycle affects your strength training? We had a few questions about this in the first round, actually. Um, it's a bit of a hot topic at the moment, training and sinking around your menstrual cycle. Um, what I would say is that during your um, cycle, you have your follicular phase, you have your ovulation, and you have your um, luteal phase before your bleed. And it's usually during that luteal phase where you're feeling hormonal, hungry, low energy. Um, You might be burning a couple hundred more calories during that stage. Um, And that's when you're feeling a little bit low. So it might be that that week, you're not going to hit PBs and you're not going to be able to hit the same strength as you did last week. And maybe recognizing that and tracking your cycle can be really helpful because it means that you don't don't be really harsh on yourself when you can't lift as heavy. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So maybe just kind of keep track of your energy levels and your cycle and it might help you rationalize everything, but don't let it um, also act as a barrier like, oh, I'm bleeding. So I'm therefore going to feel really weak because some people feel bloody amazing and really strong when they start bleeding. And it doesn't have to be the same for everyone. You don't have to follow the script um, that everyone's telling you. Um, So just go off your body. Yeah. I don't track mine um, because I just sort of, I like going with the flow, quite literally, like going with the flow. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just like rock, rock, rocking up and I think there's so many other factors in our lives uh, that can affect our training and how we're eating, mm. like sleep, stress levels, all of these things. So it's like I just sometimes think, oh, just do your best on that day Mm. I don't know sometimes whether I mean everyone is so different but that works for me just turning up and being like I'm going to try my best today and being aware if you've like not slept or or all the factors but I suppose it's good to know if you're like oh why am I not I have slept I have been eating really well why am I not nailing my sessions I suppose that's a bit but sometimes I'm like oh is that then going to make me worse I don't know (laughs) yeah yeah it's like those it's like the watches that track your sleep I think sometimes they can yeah. do more harm than good because if you wake up and yeah. see that you've had like five hours you, even though you might not feel crap it instantly sets you into a that yeah. trajectory for the day yeah a hundred percent I agree right um Ashley in if short on time on a particular day is it better to get your steps done or complete your workout steps would still average 70k this is a fantastic question i know um it's a hard one i would say what is the goal if the goal the main goal is fat loss then we would actually say you'll burn more calories doing your steps you're doing you if you do an hour step an hour walk compared to an hour workout you'll burn more calories walking um potentially <laughs> depending what kind of workout it is <laughs> Um, let me caveat that. Um, but you know, if, if it means that you're still getting above 70 K and you can get at least two workouts in a week, um, yeah, that would be like the minimum requirements I'd say. What would you, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. It depends on the goal, depends on the individual, depends on like if you're trying to, build muscle on on how much weight you've got to lose on on like um, how much fat you've got to lose it's just so there isn't like a a straight answer but um but yeah if if the goal is I would probably say if the goal is fat loss then I'd prioritize the steps which I don't really in in a nutshell we'd like you to just do everything if if possible Yeah. And then, you know, we, we, we don't ever downplay the importance of the workouts though as well, because we know how important the muscle mass is for women. Um, so we would like you to keep your strength training in, uh, as well. (laughs) So yeah. Uh, so you could do everything. That'd be great. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, tough question. 
Helen, how to deal with bloating can make you feel meh, even though you've been working hard and the diet's going really well. If you don't have access to the gym, just, uh, oh, well done, that's two, it's two questions I've got. So how to deal with bloating? You do take it. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Helen, you should be tracking every day. So, we should have a really good food diary for you. Um, what I would do is use it as like a little journal and highlight the days where you're feeling really bloated and look back over the last 24 hours and see whether there's any foods in there that you might be able to swap out and try and see whether you can do this yourself. Naturally, you can kind of manipulate your diet to see what is causing inflammation and this bloating in your stomach. It might be that you're slightly intolerant to something like bread, or it might be, you know, there might be easy swaps you can make um, someone said that they were really bloated when they had pasta. And I said, well, why don't you try switching that out for pumpkin or butternut squash? And that actually eased the symptoms. So it might be that there are things in your diet that you actually just need to do a deep dive into and um, and see what you can switch. Yeah. And then her second part of her question is, uh, if you don't have access to a gym just yet, but don't have heavier weights, is it best to do more rest? it that way to failure almost um so yeah um i would say that some some ways to if you don't have access to the weights some ways to make it feel harder is to make sure your tempo is um it's nice and slow um and then to yeah do more reps until the last couple feel hard and then just see if you can get your hands on some heavier weights and um, look on a uh, Facebook marketplace um, and place where you can get them cheap but you will eventually need uh, heavier weights otherwise you'll be repping forever <laughs> yeah perfect okay Kate how to lose those last pounds it's feeling hard now I can't seem to shift the weight down um, so Kate is already, she was 61.3 when she joined us and she's 55.9 now. So you don't have loads of body fat left to lose, Kate. Um, and therefore, it is going to feel a bit harder now to shift that those last couple of pounds. You want to lose like about another five pounds or so, I guess, just so you can look in the mirror and feel, and feel completely happy. Um, so it is going to take a little bit longer now because you have less to lose. Although what I would su suggest is for you to go and listen to our Fat Loss Plateau podcast, because what we speak about in there is making sure that at the beginning, when you were making such amazing progress, are you doing exactly the same steps as you were doing then? Now, um, are you matching the same level of accuracy? Are you tracking as vigilantly? I know you've been out for a couple of nights drinking and although you think that you're being super accurate little things might have slid in so go back reassess the non-negotiables and um, be super accurate with your tracking and let's see whether we can get the scales moving again yeah amy the importance of taking a rest from training when your body is telling you to for example aches pains niggles and strains um okay so Firstly, I would have a look at how much you're you're 
spinning, how hard you're training, how active you are, um, and you know what your output is, how many steps you're doing. So if you are um, moving constantly, are you? Um, then maybe it's time to sort of have a little bit of a, a deload or not go as heavy in your workouts um, and listen to your body a little bit more. Uh, but if you're somebody that's just hitting it's not just hitting but hitting seventy thousand sets a week doing free workouts um a week then that's that's okay your body can cope with that so i would then look at um the other factors so are you sleeping enough are you uh stretching out um are you um eating well are you eating healthy foods are you having enough protein um all of those things can really help um but if you are doing all those things and looking after yourself um and you've got all your aches and pains then um maybe you could have a little week where you're just like bringing it back to basics and maybe walking <laughs> what do you think Maz? yeah i wouldn't add anything to that i think you nailed it huh. perfect oh thank you lovely Nicola. <laughs> how to get a bit more defined muscle will that be cutting the fat more uh, it'll be both, Nicola. We want you to be strength training, pushing yourself in your sessions, and you will be losing body fat as well so we can see your sculpted muscles. Yeah, fat and muscle are two different things. That's really important. I've never understood that before uh, Before I ventured into the pubic fitness world. I, for some reason, just thought it's like the same thing. But it's two separate things. So we'd, we'd, we're doing both, Nicola um charlie does it matter about spreading movement throughout the day versus bursts in the morning slash evening as in if i get my steps all in before and during an hour so after work and other than that sat down all day does that make any difference 10k is still 10k no matter what way interesting your thoughts match you've got something to say about this yeah so, I mean, the long and short of it is we set you a target of 10,000 steps a day and that is going to be hugely beneficial. However, according to NHS, um, long periods of sitting down can slow your body's metabolism, um, reducing your ability to regulate blood sugar and break down body fat. Um, so what they suggest is breaks from sitting every 30 minutes if you can. But obviously, <laughs> wouldn't that be a dream if you could just finish a meeting and say, sorry, I just need to get my 30-minute exercise in now. Um, <laughs> Excuse me, so, I, just need to, I just need to regulate my blood sugar. Could we just take a break? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we know that that isn't, um, that isn't massively feasible. However, I would say elongated stretches of being sedentary throughout the day is not going to be very good for you getting up moving even if you get up and do like 10 push-ups do you know what I mean like get up and like move your body go to the toilets lots you should be drinking lots of water you should be going there any any type of um spike in your in your body kind of reacting to you moving is going to be really beneficial to you um so I don't like the idea of you being sat all day um, I don't think that's going to be massively helping you. 
Um, so as much as you can, get up, do a bit of movement, do a few body swings or some stretches or something to keep yourself moving. Even if you're on a call, you can do that. Um, as long as the video is not on, you look a crazy person. Um, but I would just say, yeah, keep moving as much as you can, Charlie. Maz, I've just been running on the spot, as you've been saying that. Oh my God, have you? <laughs> I got up, I was like, oh my God, I was just ran on the spot and it felt good. It felt really good. Do you have a little burst of, and then also you're going to get some endorphins and some brain yeah. brain release. Woo, I'm feeling good. Right, nutrition, we've got some bits. Sarah's got a good question. Opinion on cereal bars. Which one do you recommend? Uh, they're very high on carbs. I need a quick snack before class at 6am and I find I go over my carbs a lot. Um, okay, I'm going to tell you <laughs> to save yourself some money and save the carbs and don't buy the cereal bar and just have a bit of fruit. It's going to firstly save you money. It's going to also um, going to give you some nice uh, vitamins and micronutrients. And um, as I mentioned, it's going to save you a few pounds. I'm just like, just let's eat those whole foods. And at 6 a.m., I suppose we're not worrying about uh, the taste. You know, just shove that banana down your neck. <laughs> yeah I think like starting your day with an ultra processed food as well is just not uh optimal they say health foods on them they say granola oat all of that but they're just full of shat of crap they've just got like so much sweeteners sugar extra stuff in there that you just don't need in your body at 6am yeah so try try the the hat, get rid of the cereal bars, have some fruit and let us know how you get on. Um, Laura, when lifting weights, do you keep tension in the muscles at all times? For example, don't lower all the way down in a squat, but instead lower until you're just about to lose the tension. Yeah, really smart question. Um, yeah, basically. Um, I mean, in a squat, for example, you want to keep tension all the way down. You don't want to drop and release tension at the bottom because also that's going to be really hard to get yourself back up. Um, if you think about it, your muscles are being worked the most in a squat in that um, extended position at the bottom, at the base of your squat. That is when you're doing the most work and making the most changes. So tension wants to be really high there. Um, but there will be times throughout an exercise where there's less tension on the muscles. For example, in an RDL, you'll have a lot of tension running through your hamstrings and your glutes during that stre stretch position when your hips are furthest back. But they will release a bit of tension when you come up to the um, top of the of the exercise. So yes, we want tension to bleed throughout your body, keeping everything braced, everything tight throughout. Um, but there will be times where it's more intense and other times where it's a little less. Um, Okay. Uh, did that make up, sense? I, yeah, no, it did. But I thought you were going to, I'm laughing, not your answer. It's a fantastic answer. It's always, well, I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> no. <laughs> the end. Uh, Victoria, why do people stand on plates? When, when we're saying plates, we mean the plates. <laughs> plates in the gym. 
not a dinner plate <laughs> when complete when completing this is not a greek wedding this is not a greek wedding (laughs) um why do people stand on plates when completing some exercises like squats um so this will be uh, to get more more range. Um, I do see it a lot in gyms. Obviously, people see exercises on Instagram and 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 stuff, which is great inspiration to to train. Uh, but you might do some exercises on plates, and then you're not actually um getting any range so you might as well be standing on flat floors so make sure that when you are doing exercises um with plates you are actually getting nice range with it yeah and you have some um variations like some hill elevated squats um in our workouts um and that will be so that it changes the emphasis. You're going to have a lot more like knee flexion. So it's going to be a bit more quad dominant. So sometimes people change up the, um, the levels that they're standing on so that they change like the emphasis of the exercise as well. But that's all a bit complicated and uh, we don't really need to go into that. <laughs> as much as we'd like to, we can, I'm sure yeah. it'd be like, really I'm like, even as I was speaking, then I was like, you are so boring. Stop talking. Stop, <laughs> Stop nerding out about the gym. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Nikki, yes, please. Um, <laughs> I, can, I find I can only jog in bursts of about five to ten minutes all my knees get very sore then I walk fast for a few minutes to keep my heart rate up and then I can carry on my question is does it still count and is it still effective cardio exercise if I do if I can't do it continuously um this is a good exercise this is a good exercise this is good I feel like we've said that about every question but this this is a great (laughs) this is a great question they're all great questions um we just discussed this didn't we Maz and um Mm. we are like Nikki why are you running if your knees are killing you um why don't you walk on an incline and keep walking and that there's you know, if, if it's kidding you, we don't need you to push through it. Um, or what about looking at other types of cardio? So you might then your knees might feel better um if you're on a on a bike or um or an elliptical machine or things like that, maybe lower impact stuff. What do you think, Mads? Yeah. I think sometimes we look at runners and we think oh god they're so fit I must be like that and it's just if it hurts your knees it hurts your knees like you maybe your body just doesn't like it it doesn't like that form of exercise and that's okay you're not a failure for not liking running or not it not agreeing with your body um so just as Charles said like find other ways that you can get your cardio in that you enjoy that doesn't hurt you yeah uh Tori does the type of leg press machine make a difference um so yeah there's different um different types of leg press machines like the seated um press or an incline and um, an angled leg press um I mean it's fundamentally working the same muscles and it's the same pattern however uh if you're on the angled leg press you've got a bit more a bit more range i don't really love i I think i prefer an angled leg press but not every gym has one of those so i mean it's 
it's the same exercise isn't it <laughs> yeah same exercise um okay and then the second part of her question was i can't seem to do my workouts in the time suggested on the app am i going too slow on the reps um the times that we suggest on the app is kind of an estimate of how long we think the sets are going to take you but that's exactly what it is like as long as you are not rushing and you're not finding that they're going on for over an hour um it's not an issue at all no Jamie asked that this week as well and I said the same thing I'd rather you you know concentrate on the workout being fabulous than sticking to <laughs> the like, time that we have set it's just a yeah. estimate uh, let's finish with wins yeah Naomi okay. I have <laughs> you go yeah. you go I feel like I've done a lot of reading Okay, Naomi, Naomi, I had a tough week staying on track last week due to working away and social events. I felt really deflated at the beginning of the week because I'd felt I'd undone all my hard work, but I got straight back into it and I'm back to the way I was before my work trip. And I loved this win because it's just a pure example of like getting straight back into routine and you have not undone in one day or two days all of the hard work that you've put in over the last four weeks, six weeks, 12 weeks, however long you've been with us. Um, so, yeah, I really loved that win. Yeah, I love this as well. Cora managed full press-ups. Love it. and um, haven't been able to do them for years, so I'm delighted with myself that I managed to do them. But, yeah, press-ups are hard. So many people are like, oh, my press-ups are so bad. We're like, they're hard. <laughs> they're really hard they are we've got another gym win from ashling progressing from 20 kg dumbbell lunges to 40 kg barbell lunges love that i know i mean that's like a pure example of pushing yourself so you can actually see what you can do what you're capable of yeah it's so nice when you track your your reps and stuff and you're like oh no i can go i can do more than that it's just Oh, yeah gorgeous it's such a nice feeling amelia really focusing on how i feel oh this is brilliant how i feel after i eat something for example do i feel good do i feel not nourished game changer when you're considering eating a chocolate bar amelia i feel like <laughs> i feel like we've written this one ourselves this, i know the words the words are very ffp they are. Maybe we'll steal that one, Amelia. Um, yeah. We've got Helen feeling more energetic this week. I may have only gone down a tiny bit, but I feel great. I was back to the office this week and delighted about my decisions for food and planning ahead for the week. You know how much I love a planning and session at the that. weekend to set you up for success. Okay, Kristen, I was traveling for work again. I let myself experience the food in Italy without any guilt. And I woke up before work started to go for a long and uh, before work started to go for a long walk see those little things add up and um even when you're like when you're traveling when you're working away those tiny little things can really really like make you feel like you've, <laughs> you've nailed it yeah lovely yeah. well done everyone Love it. so on to week five and 
I want you all to remember what we said at the beginning with your illness. You can still make some amazing progress. You can control all of the um, extra things like the nutrition, how many steps you're doing, thinking about like what can you do rather than what can't you do. And um, we're excited to see a really positive week from everyone. Yeah, I really want it to be positive. Um, I'm saying that and I'm going to get back to London and be like, guys, I'm really struggling <laughs> for some motivation. <laughs> well, I think uh, let's let's finish off strong. We've got, as, as we said, we've got two weeks left and then this is, just know that it is going to take a little bit more welly, a little bit more uh, discipline and a little bit more self-motivation. Uh, but pushing through on those moments um hopefully will make you feel better always have that in mind yeah lovely Um, all right we'll let you go (laughs) goodbye (laughs) goodbye have a lovely week thanks for listening and choosing us as your coaches if you want to join our next six-week project head to the website now for more info you will not regret it bye